our low audio listener. Please subscribe, leave a like and review on the platform you're listening from. The video version of this show is on YouTube and the link will be in the description. It's like our own little Wayne's world. That's why I said at the yeah, beginning man, when we started yeah. doing it, I was like, fuck a man. He's good. Wayne. I'm Garth. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? You make, you make good Garth. Right? I, I know. See if that. I had the wig on, yeah. I, I, I reckon I could pull it off. Just grow man. that hair out a little Fucking, bit. Yeah. My hair's too curly. <laughs> I, I'd have to get my white straightness. Straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Party on, Wayne. <laughs> fuck you, man. Another episode of Music Matters Podcast, live at Base Coast 2022, and we're stoked to have on the show, Rumpus. Welcome, bro. Thanks for yeah, coming thank on, you. man. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming on, me. mate. So we'll just yeah. kick off. Yeah, how, what got you into your uh, musical journey? Yeah, where'd you start? Uh, where'd you, you start? From? Yeah, oh, you know, musical back, journey. Yeah, man, your background, when you first get an electronic, what, maybe influences, era, age, tennis, yeah. everything, man. All right. Well, how, how far back <laughs> we, we could going? be in for a while, right? Oh, yeah, we could. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, could. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we can go back. Uh, I started drumming actually when I was 12 years old. Okay, cool. And so I grew up playing the drums, and you know, my mom what was. What sort of style of music? Just. Yeah, my mom was like making everyone go in instrument lessons, and my I was just, like, pick one to try. I'm like, I'll try drums, and it was okay. But I was at home and just like, gotta go practice and this, and I wasn't doing anything with it, so it was not very yeah. fun. And then I kind of I got I wasn't enjoying it. Did <laughs> like, you have the full kit at home? Like, yeah, I had yeah, a kit, yeah, and yeah, which yeah. is crazy because like thinking back now, we have electric kits. You can put headphones on, mm-hmm, and kids can bang mm-hmm. around. But to think that my mom would actually tell me go downstairs and yeah, yeah. and it was and like horrible, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just smashing on these drums while she's upstairs cooking dinner and stuff for the family and, and thinking that she put up with that to think back on that now how annoying that must have been trust me (laughs) i I know exactly what you're saying because my neighbor their two sons got into bands when they were younger one drummer one guitar i listened to uh white stripes dang 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 for i don't know how long man but they had the full drum kit right there yeah, right? and I literally I went in the around. garage I, or what? No, basement of the house, oh, PC shit. box, <laughs> right in right in Langley, right. And uh, my my decks out there, and finally I put up with it because I like music. I'm like, yeah, whatever, man. It's kids. It's cool. Yeah, super cool. And then it just got to a point where it was like, hey, I'd be out there at like two thirty, three in the afternoon, and there's, there's and they weren't playing a tune. Just and I went round. I was like, hey, man, like I, I, I'm kind of getting done with this. How about this? I'll go down along the McQuaid right now. I've got an account there. I'll go halves with you on an electronic set and a set of headphones. And then he can just fucking do whatever he wants, man, all day long, every day. And then just give me a shout when he wants to play it, because I don't mind. Yeah. And they actually, they were like, oh, okay, yeah. And they did. They went. Really? They yeah, took they you did. up on it? Yeah, they did. I could still hear the The clicking. I was okay with that. The clicks, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, so mi- I get, they're like just mildly said, annoying compared to an actual drum set. Yeah, to yeah, say yeah. to your kid, like, yeah, here you go. Have one of the most noisiest instruments in the world. Yeah. And have at it in the house while I'm trying to watch TV. And, uh, you know, it's one thing if I was good at what I was, you know, like I could play a good beat, but I was just smashing. Just smash the shit out of and cymbals, like yeah, without yeah, any yeah. sort of rhythm or anything, trying to figure it out. Did yeah. you ever figure it out? I eventually, I think, one, I think I figured it out eventually. Like Coordination. I've had I a go think. a couple of times and I'll, I'll, I'll get going, <laughs> right? One foot and I, I might be okay there. And then I, and, and all of a sudden everything just starts doing the same fucking thing, man. Yeah, I can't, I, I, can't, I can't do it, man. It's mad. Yeah. Sorry, um, sorry, sorry. You're, you're fine. You're sorry, fine. Brad. It's all good, man. Apologies, yeah. mate. Yeah, so basically I was doing that and then I just kind of lost a little bit of interest. I got into high school and uh, I, I was I was uh, chatting with a guy I met in class and we are talking about music and 
I said, uh, I, I said, yeah, I, I, I kind of play the drums. Like, oh, I play guitar. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, what's your favorite band? Rage Against the Machine. And I go, my favorite band's Rage Against the Machine. What are you doing after school today? Yeah, yeah. You want to come over and play Rage Against the Machine yeah. covers? Yeah. And he came over, and we just like instantly it became like so much fun, you know, playing yeah. your instrument because now you're playing, you're making music, yeah, you're not yeah, just yeah. smashing around on yeah, yeah, yeah. the drums. And we started playing Rage right. covers. Next thing you know, we were writing our own stuff. We had a band, and I mean, I can just fast forward through all that, but it evolved, and I got into uh, punk rock, and uh, yeah, I was in uh, like punk rock bands for I don't know six, seven years. Um, nice. Toured around doing that a little bit. Uh, cool. We played on like Warp Tour and stuff, and Sweet, so yeah, all my all my backgrounds uh, in right, music man. like, but comes from uh, punk rock. Warp, uh, the warp was stuff. huge. Yeah. Like warp, warp tours. Oh my gosh, mate. That's yeah. that's awesome. And then and again. So what, so what was the transition from the punk into electronic? Like well, when? um, I kind of we had some big opportunities come our way with the band, and we got like a, put on a big uh, three month Europe tour and some really big festivals, and we were playing you know main stages, some large festivals with some of yeah, the, yeah. all the best like Taking Back Sunday, brand new, like all the best bands at the time and we had some really big opportunities that um our label brought to us and a couple of the guys in the band said they got cold feet and they're like oh i don't know if i want to quit my job the one guy's like i'm kind of want to finish school i don't know if this is the route i want to go and it, it just basically derailed the entire uh, tour and opportunity and it's yeah. something we've been working towards for a long time yeah and um it just there were some other things that happened and it, basically long story short the band fell apart I was kind of walked away. My me, myself, and my guitarist walked away, a little jaded. Just you yeah. know, we were like, like bummed out about yeah, it. We had sure. like we worked so hard to get to this point, and, and then we get the and opportunity, it... and now the opportunity's gone, and like I don't know when we'll yeah, get it again. Yeah, yeah. And so I just sort of the band at that point kind of we lost interest, sort of fizzled out, and I just was not super interested in music at that point. Um, I was still into it, but just didn't really want to go through all dealing with the band, going to practice and organizing stuff Being and all a that. Part of a, yeah. yeah, and just having be at someone else's um, um, inputs and yeah, like basically you can only do what someone yes. else is willing to do yeah, with yeah, you, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I took a break from music for a while, and then I uh, I started. I, I was always into electronic a little bit on the side, so um, you know I was like Daft Punk, Chemical Brothers, Prodigy. I was always oh, we'd be touring right. the band band. Yeah. We'd listen to punk rock, and I had my headphones on. Sometimes listening to like yeah. Chemical Brothers in my headphones. So I was always into it somewhat. Um, and then as I, I stopped being in the punk rock scene so much, I started getting more and more into the electronic. And um, um, I you know I had a lot of instruments in my house too, just for fun. I had decks and everything, so I was like DJing a little bit. And then I started hang. A lot of my friends started becoming DJs and I was hanging out with them. I was at shows. I was always up on stage, kind of or like backstage with them, um, chilling out and up there just hanging out, dancing. I'm like, why am I not doing this? Like, why am I not playing some tunes too? So, but just as like a hobby, you know, yeah, just for yeah, something yeah. fun. I'll, yeah. I'll come jam with my friends once in a while. Yeah, for sure. On some of these sets. And I um, started doing it. And I guess because I came from a musical background already, it all came pretty naturally to me and pretty easy. For sure. Yeah. To like, you I know, put songs it, together and just have you, an ear for it. If you've got that background, yeah, yeah, like, it's four by four. Like yeah. music theory, right. right? You understand the musical theory, yeah. Yeah. yeah, totally good. yeah. So, um, then basically, I, I was doing it and when, when I started... I started getting booked for like pretty good shows thinking yeah. like I don't even I didn't even have a DJ name I was just going under my name Danny mm -hmm. like who's playing it's like just Danny yeah and um, 
yeah, and then I started getting, you know, some opportunities, some festivals started reaching out, and I'm like, oh man, I gotta like figure out if this is something I want to actually do seriously or not. Yeah. And so I decided. I, I really thought about it. I'm like, okay, I've already been in the music scene, and I had I ended like a bad experience, and I wasn't very stoked on it. Well, why wasn't I stoked? I was not stoked because I was at like the mercy of other people in the band that I had to mm-hmm. create with, and they had, we all to be on the same page. And if we weren't on the same page. Yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah, absolutely. Like the story of many the more, bands, even more, super, super the successful more bands. The you involve know? into that, the harder it is. Exactly. Right? Like the bigger you get, yeah, man. the more difficult it becomes because mm-hmm. the more is at stake and everything, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, so it occurred to me one day, like, wait, if I do this, the only person I have to answer to is myself. I can work as hard as I want or I can be as lazy as I want. I can make all the decisions and I don't have to rely on other people for it. And that was really, really appealing to me because now I'm in control of my music career 100%, right? So anyways, I I came up, you know, I'm like, I'm better good at names. I got my name um, dialed in and I started doing it, but I wasn't producing music. I was just DJing other people's tracks. And it started going, you know, even better once I got a little more serious about it. But then I sat back and I thought, you know, the only way to really get where I would like to go with this, if I'm going to really dive in, I need to be putting out my own stuff. Yeah, like I gotta yeah, be writing yeah. my own music. We, unless you're like a scratch, unless you're a scratch bastard, yeah, one of those yeah, guys. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Like, like we've talked about on on the show a few times. Nowadays, you you if you want to be a name DJ, you got to produce. Exactly. Yeah, like, you've got you've got. Back, no, back in yeah. the day, there's some big name DJs now that back in the day they they weren't producing. They just were part of the scene and they blew up. Yeah, right. It, does, it's not, nowadays, it doesn't do that so anymore. There's too many, like, too many. You know, there's 14-year-old kids writing yeah, some man. of the best music in the world Absolutely. right there in, oh, my, in like some well, country and wherever, and they yeah. don't even. They're just writing it on a laptop with some earbuds. Jake, you know, Jake Beauty, man. Jake Beauty, man. Shout yeah. out to Jake Beauty, Shout man. Shout out to Jake, man. Yeah. Legend from England, young guy, man. Got some tracks out there early on. England, England's got some good, crazy yeah, produce, young producers mm-hmm. coming out of it. Yeah, mate, right. debut at Fabric, yeah. So, so yeah, no, so, that's yeah. awesome. So, awesome, uh, man, yeah. so when you first started producing, um, again, we're kind of geeks. What kind of equipment are we using? Are you straight onto just computers, or do you get hardware? No, like? I, I mean, I have a little bit of hardware, but and I do like the hardware because I like the actual physical, yeah, yeah, yeah. twisting knobs, yeah, 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 playing yeah. with stuff. It's touchy but, feely, right? But, the, it really comes down to it is actually very easy. For for example, someone says, "Well, do you do you play in all your beats on like a MIDI control?" I'm like, "I'm writing house music. Like I don't. It doesn't. Yeah, I can no, write I'm it with pro- my I'm mouse this, like super right? fast. If yeah. I want to do some sort of cool fill or something, yeah. But if I'm just programming so like a house beat, it's really not that difficult. I can just draw it in quickly yeah, and do it. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, because there's not much to it. Um, but the tricky part for me was when I when I jumped in. Um, yeah, I, I was just um, using uh, in the box stuff. So I, at first I got Logic, and then I yep. figured I'm teaching myself how to do this. There's not a lot of videos, tutorials on Logic, but if you if you type in like how to do this on Ableton, there's hundreds of videos. That oh come yeah, up. Ableton. Yeah. So I just said I switched, I invested, I got Ableton, started writing on that. But the tricky part for me was I can program drums really good because I'm a drummer, mm-hmm. but I don't know music theory. So that was. Uh, a hurdle that I had to get over and, and educate myself on that and fi- figure that out and I mean I can't go and play the piano now but I can sit down and like you I, I, you know, chords and yeah like yeah. I, I just I count count it out and, oh yeah. that's there that yeah. this note should go there I, this yeah. is what I can work with here um, but then I, I, I kind of educated myself on that and I started doing that and now I'm able to write songs but now you come across oh now I gotta learn how to actually 
work all this stuff and and mix. And I mean, that's a whole nother monster to itself. Yeah. Is oh, is just becoming down. good at mixing. And like, I still yeah. am not happy with my mix downs. Yeah. You know, do to you this use day. Someone else, or I, do you sometimes try and do it yourself. Sometimes I yeah. I do most of it myself. Um, yeah. but near the end, it, it kind of depends on the record. Uh, I, I'm getting, I feel a lot more confident in, in it now, but I still, I believe that if you're going to put out something, you know, and it's going to be out there forever, you want to make that as good as you possibly can. For sure. And yeah, if that, if that means, I, I have no right. shame in, in hiring someone to like no. tweak my project. Absolutely They're not writing no. my music for me. Yeah, They're no. just like making yeah. it sound a little better. Yeah, yeah. And, well, yeah, the thing is we, we, we don't know it all. Do you know what I mean? And you know, if, if you can give it to someone, then they may be able to teach you that as well. And exactly. And you can, yeah, you learn from it too, right? It, I, yeah. I say, can you send me the project back, and I'll see where I can improve on what yeah. I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So I like to, uh, if, if I'm getting someone else to do a mix down, I like to say, when when you're done with it, can you give it back so I can see what you've changed? Yeah, what you actually did. Yeah. And it's like a lot of it's minor stuff, but it's just that yeah. little bit that just when you're playing it on a big PK on system, big it system. makes yeah, a difference. Yeah, you know? right? a lot of sounds is like lost just for iPhones. It sounds good but then yeah. when you get in a big rig totally different and I mean like uh, also I think if you could if it's good to take that criticism as well because then you could like you say you can learn from it and know where to tweak and then you know that for future projects man yeah uh, that's good because we have a lot of producers watch the show as well so that advice is going to be fantastic for yeah and yeah. I think um, I at first I thought oh no I got to do it all myself or else I'm cheating or like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not like I'm you know I'm I'm, I'm a fake if yeah. I didn't do it from beginning to bit. end yeah yeah and some people even you know go they do all their ma- like I don't, I'm not gonna do my own mastering I'll master my stuff to play it out to try out sounds but I'm not gonna the mastering engineers are guys that yeah, like are very very, yeah. very, very highly trained on what oh, yeah, that's, exactly. degree. that's like school. It's a degree, right? isn't it? Yes. You know, it's, yeah. like, it's a whole thing. Like, yeah. That's years and years of schooling. Oh, 100%. And it's right. like a lot of those guys, they're not producers or anything. They just have the technical ear yeah, so man. sharp that know what to be doing. And that's yeah. just something, I mean, yeah, I like learning about it as I go, but I don't ever plan on being some like great mastering engineer. Like yeah, that's yeah. not my end goal. I want to, you know, I want to be able to get my stuff to that point. But I think passing it off also gives someone else uh, an outer perspective on your music, something that maybe you're not hearing mm. that they're hearing because they're not emotionally invested in it yeah and they can just take a step back and go this is not sounding right yeah you know for sure and you in your mind you wrote it and you're like oh no that, that sounds cool that's great and yeah, it maybe yeah, isn't actually, working for like yeah. what the song needs mm. um but you know what the one thing that really kind of inspired me uh, in some uh, things i've heard um i heard will clark Say, and I'm Will Clark's mix downs are insane. Like, yeah. I always listen to his mix downs, like, oh man, like everything is amazing. And I heard him say, yeah, a lot of my recent mix downs, I'm not even doing them. I get them to like 95%, and that last 5%, I, I pass off to someone else. And then I heard Chris Lake say the same thing. He said, I don't. Like I won't if I think someone else can mix my record better than me, yeah. I'll give it to them. Yeah, right. And it's a great confidence booster, yeah, that they're saying that as well, man. Yeah. yeah. So it's like I, I think no matter what level you're at, some people are comfortable with it Absolutely. and some people aren't. I'm I'm not. I'm comfortable to get mine to ninety five percent. Yeah, and that man. last five percent I, I like it, to get some help with. And it's like you said, it's not like they produce the track. No, you're not really just, like you're not really changing just, anything. You're just, just like some shit. making it's just like that down, low man. end, that yeah. little dip yeah. in the low end that maybe uh, needs to yeah, be notched out, or that little hi hat that's a little you know it's the frequencies like are any, off or something. Any like art format, you got your peers and you got people that are good at certain things and people that are 
good at those things. Yeah. And whatever you produce, you're but let's just, maybe graffiti. You got a buddy that's good at lines or a buddy that's good at filling in. He might say, yeah, man, do this. Hold it this way. It's the same same. Yeah. It's the same same. You learn off each other. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah, man. And like track, I think track feedback too is super important because same thing. When I first started doing it, I was sending tracks out. People would give me some feedback and suddenly like my feelings were all hurt. Like, oh, I thought that was cool. And they kind of were like, oh, this part's kind of kind of whack in the track. And you might want to think of changing that. And I took it, you know, you, you, it, you try not to, but you can't help but take it a little personally. But that now I'm at a point where I, I want like rip want it that. apart. Yeah, I'm like yeah. tear it apart Tell because me. it just yeah. makes my song better and it makes me a better producer. Absolutely, I'm you know? exactly the same man. Yeah. Oh, yeah what about? Um, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. Right there, mate. But what about um, when you were first releasing tracks? How was that for approaching labels or were you approached yourself? Like, you know, when you first started releasing your electronic music, I, how, uh, how, how was that as a process here in Canada for you? I, when I first started, I because I was like I knew that the tracks as I was putting on my first tracks, they probably weren't where I want them to be for to get a lot of you know when people started really paying attention. Yeah. So I just did self releases. I just released on SoundCloud. Yeah. Give it away. You know, it's I can then I'm in control of the track. I can just pull it down if I want, whatever. And so I, I released maybe I don't know like eight to ten tracks or something on SoundCloud and had them up. You know, going back and listening to them now, I'm like, Ugh. but uh, when I when I finally I, Westwood um, heard an EP I wrote uh, called House Rock. That was my first one that was signed to a label, and um, they when they decided to sign it, I, I thought I'm like, okay, this is like at a level where, especially if like Westwood's gonna put it out, like it's at a level where. It's it's decent enough yep. that I will be you know proud to put my name on it. Mm -hmm. And my other stuff to that point was more of like a learning process. So I said this is how now I'm gonna get some eyes on me because I'm gonna be you know announced that I'm I'm on the label. This is how I want people to start their journey with what I my sound is. So as soon as we announced that, I deleted all my old songs off SoundCloud. So I started fresh. So the first thing anyone ever heard from me was House Rock. Cool. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And yeah. I like listening back to that track now, I'm like, oh man, I could have like done a lot more of that. But still, I don't think it's a bad track. I just, I've improved a lot since, right? But I still am like proud of that song, especially for that time. Yeah. And, uh, and the other uh, track on the EP. Um, and so that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of how I, I did it. I, I practiced um, and putting stuff out and, and I, yeah. I, I, I think a lot of people, they figure out how to work a DAW and put a song together and they do it and right away they're like trying to put it on a label. But I don't think that's a good approach yeah. because you, if that, once that's on a label and that's on the internet, it's there that's forever. Gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? sure. Same, man. Whereas like, you had the opportunity to remove those yeah exactly and then you're kind of in control fresh. of it and it's yeah. just like a, a way to uh, learn and learn more mm. as you go until you get to the point where you you know you make the mistakes in those and so anyways that was just my approach I don't know other people can do oh for sure like yeah, however yeah, they right. like if, if they're yeah. if you're confident in it yeah. then go for it but yeah. I just knew that I had I had work to do and, and yeah. stuff to learn before I you know wanted it out there everyone's journey is different in it but absolutely yeah, sure, everyone man. we talk to everyone's got similar but different for different journeys, right? that's why for we sure. like doing this show man because everyone's <laughs> stories different and how about uh base coach for yourself how many times have you been uh here to this uh, i've yeah. been twice twice yeah but so this is my first time playing oh, okay cool. oh really eh? yeah nice nice so i'm uh 
I'm super. When I found out, when I like uh, got the offer to play Bass Coast, I was just like, wow. Like I felt really out of many, many festivals that are out there. This is the one that I really felt like honored to be invited to play. That's cool, man. Because awesome, man. Yeah. you know, I I just the Bass Coast lineup is so Stacks. like yeah, it's just yeah. like very well structured curated right. and very unique yeah man. and um to be a of part of that into it right? yeah they really have i feel like you know and they they really like dig they dig deep and find a lot of really incredible artists yeah, that maybe yeah. like aren't that you wouldn't have heard of like when i look at the base coast lineup i'm i don't know a lot of artists on it which is awesome because yeah. i love coming here uh, and not being yeah. busy yeah, every man. hour like oh i'm gonna go see all these guys for sure because i know them all and I like their music. It's great to have these gaps where I don't know any of the people playing, and then yeah. I go find and someone new, and you ex- and go, oh, man. yeah, and you discover like right. a brand new artist that yeah, is, is amazing. It was uh, nice earlier on. Andrea and Liz were chatting, and basically they said how Bass Coast started, and and it was from the that local kind talent, of, yeah, the, the love of where they met and went to some festivals, and were like, yeah, nah, and the, and the whole love and the community thing, and and their passion, which again, hats off to Bass Coast, their passion for doing that like you say for structuring their lineup where it is introducing new acts it is introducing new, new music it's not just your big headliners they're, yeah. they're there they're there but there's a whole load of others to go listen that's yeah, what they were saying awesome. yeah. go, go for a walk Cause go a lot check of, it out you're going to find something right because yeah, a, lot, a lot of festivals they, they pick all the big names make the money I'm not saying that's a bad thing but they do right but sometimes like you said sometimes you want to go you want to hear the people that because music, you want to discover people. That's what it's all about, yeah, right? Exactly. And mm-hmm. Bass Coast, I think, offers that. Like half these names is like I don't even know who they are. Mm-hmm. But when I go and listen to them, I'm like, mate, they're fucking banging that track. You know, that's sick. Yeah. And you found a new person, like you know, and you go through their SoundCloud. You're like, mate, these are tracks I can use in my set, and it's. You know what I mean? It's, it's sure. fucking sick, man. That's the good thing about it. I'm gonna I'm gonna do an, a, like another equipment geek out then. So when you first started DJing. Oh yeah. You, were you like straight on the CDJs, or have you ever touched turntables? Um, I've I've played on turntables. Um, I just don't. Well, okay. When I first started, actually, I got I had Denon 3500s, which then those I just had at home. This is when I was just had some instruments at home. I'm like, ah, I'm gonna buy some tables to mess yeah, around. Yeah. Like buddies would come over. I'd, I didn't know what I, they took CDs, so I was playing off of CDs. CDs like, yes. I had the CDs in the sleeve and like the yeah. whatever was oh, on yeah, written on it, yeah, you know, yeah. playing like that. And the Denon, the 3500s actually were super weighted uh, platters, so it did. It felt it like, felt, like it was it, like a turntable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they were the heavy metal ones. Um, they even had the like slip mats on them yeah, and everything. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of learned like that. Out, actually, yeah. But yeah. once I I started getting more. When I started getting serious about it, things had evolved, and they'd gone like controllers suddenly became a big thing. And I had some buddies that were kind of like a bit of mentors for me and helping me. And they were, you know, running. They were playing. It was actually more the mixer, but uh, it's nice to like have a close friend or close friends that you're using a certain kind of equipment. Because if you need help, you just call them up. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, So my buddy talked me into getting uh, the Tractor Z2 mixer. So I went to Tractor and I was playing on a, on a, a Tractor original. Just a mixer and a laptop. Yeah, right? actually, sorry. I, I started on the, actually the um, the S4, the little controller. Yep. And then I quickly upgraded to the mixer and then mixer and CDJs. And then I was, you know, playing off a computer. Yeah. And then I realized that playing on a computer 
I have a computer in my pocket that's this big. Yeah. If I want, and I switch to USBs, and that, yeah, and then I switch to a 900, and now I just play, you know, the standard DJM 900 and CDJs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Do you still have a setup at home? Uh, yeah, I do actually. Yeah. I, you know, I sold my because I had a full setup, uh, and it was just like I was looking at it and thinking, this is a lot of money for something that I just have at home and I don't need. So I, I sold my CDJs, and they were getting pretty old. And I was able to sell them and buy brand new XDJ 1000s um, for the exact same price uh, that I sold my old CDJs oh, yeah. for, yeah, yeah. and with warranty and everything and all that. And like they're basically the same thing. They're just kind of stripped back a yeah. little more. They feel a little cheaper, but still, they do the same thing. They don't take CDs, which doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and they just have a few less features. But for anything at home, yeah, um, that, that's what I use. So now I just got that at home and 900 and those, but. Yeah, I don't DJ at home very often, no, to be not honest. Really, no, not really. Not really. Nah. I, I don't know. I, I guess it's almost like going home and working. Right? Yeah, I don't. <clears throat> I, I, much, I don't know. Some right? people just love going home and and just playing all the time on mm. their. Um, I think I, I'd rather spend that time like writing music. Yeah. Than yeah. And just jamming out tunes and. Yeah. Yep. I, so. I find I go through little waves and stages. I, I like doing art and I like the music. Uh, I don't, I've, made, I've got a couple of little bits of toys, but Brad and we've talked about it before, I don't do anything on it. But every now and again, even in the morning, I'll be like, before I go to work, I'll be like, ah, I could just have like a 15 minute jam on the turntables with the headphones on. I'll have a little quick go, do three mixes, four mixes, and off I go to work. So, you know, I get it. I don't do it often, but I still, I love having it there. I like having the set yeah. there. Yeah, so it's nice to have it. it. Right? My, uh, my, my girlfriend's a DJ too, and she, she plays on it a lot. So she'll just be, you know, I'll be cooking dinner and she'll just fire him up and, yeah. and start playing. She enjoys that. And, and then, but I never, you know, she'll, she practices like after sets and stuff. Um, but I actually don't, I don't really, I don't practice, um, mixing for sets ever. Do you, do you pre-plan your set? This is a question we ask quite a few people. Yeah. Do you pre-plan your set or do you kind of wing it so, and see what's going on? Every every <clears throat> set I, I envision what I think the vibe is going to be. Yeah. Right? So and and so I found like I'm usually pretty on point. Sometimes you're you're a little off and you got to change up. But I try to envision that and based on what I think the event's going to be like, uh, you know, I ask a lot of questions like, well, what kind of crowd is this? Is this, and I ask other people that have played it maybe, yeah. that event. Obviously, this underground, time, is this more like, like yeah. just like clubbies are going to be more, you know, a little more mainstream? Um, do I got to play on like a little more of the uh, more known kind of tracks, remix side, or can I just go, you know, real weird and... I try and get a vibe for that, and then I'll, I'll put it together a playlist of, a, you know, maybe from other sets and everything. But I'll just kind of like drop in a bunch of stuff that I think will work for that we'll set. Work together, yeah. And and generally, I'll have, uh, you know, I'll have my first three or four tracks planned, and and then I'll kind of see where I go from there. Just just sometimes you get up, my nerves are going a little, or the equipment's not working, yeah. And you you can't like get in the groove and look at uh, the vibe, yeah, get the vibe, like digging, digging you know, you. when you're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, sure. this cord, this, my headphones aren't working or, yeah, or yeah. the CDJ's got a weird setting, like something's wrong. Um, so I try to uh, give myself, you know, maybe, maybe like 10 minutes of, to just kind of get into it. Get into with, the groove, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then just see yeah, what just happens. See what I happens. mean, it depends on the set. Uh, yeah. With sets like bass, coach, shambhala, like those, I have a 
a plan going yeah. in from beginning to end. Yeah. It's a lot of, I, you know, this base called set, I've spent the, the entire week I've been in the studio just making edits. Uh, so just different, you know, uh, tracks like uh, layering tracks over other tracks and um, adding acapellas in and doing like just little cuts in the tracks. Yeah. To, I don't know, just make it more interesting and fun and make it uh, more original. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't normally do that for like, you know, just a regular set or a, yeah. a show at a club uh, or whatever. I think uh, with regards to planning a track, off the back of that, do you play a lot of your own music in your sets? Or do you play a mixture? Or? Yeah, I, I play... Or just your music only? Yeah. I play... No, not yeah. my music only. I, I mean, I think this is a problem with a lot of artists is you get tired of your own music. And so I want to play the new shit all the time, yeah. right? I hear this new... I'm like super stoked on this track. Oh, that's so awesome. I want to play that. So, but I try to make sure... I, I For a while, I got to the point where I was just not playing any of my stuff because I liked other people's stuff better. Yeah. <laughs> and people come up to me after the show, they're like, hey, that was a dope set, but I, you didn't play any of your music. Like, I came to see you, and I didn't really hear any of your tracks. And uh, I, I, that made me think a little bit about making sure that I'm always inserting, Put you know, some, in some of my stuff in there. Yeah. And, you know, even with... Um, my set tomorrow night, I'm going to play a lot of my own stuff, but it's all new stuff. So I'm still, yeah. like, I'm pretty stoked on it, and yeah, no one's yeah. heard it yet. Nice. Uh, and I'll do a couple of, of tunes I, I've released in the past, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna do um, a lot of my own. But awesome. I, I try and mix it in as much as I can. Yeah, I'd say, yeah. like, 20% of my set is my own music. That's good. That, I think that's a good mixture, yeah. Yeah. Like you're, you're sort of playing. Yeah. And again, what time's your set tomorrow? Uh, I play Midnight at Sleigh Bay. Ooh, Sleigh Bay, Midnight. I've heard a lot about the Sleigh Bay, uh, the Sleigh Bay stage. Apparently, it's pretty much slaying the fucking... Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's uh, really kicking it. Yeah, it's, it's a good one. I'm good we'll be there, buddy. Stoked. I'll bring my camera along. We'll get some <laughs> pictures of video. Yeah, we'll do the video stuff. Yeah. And yeah, see we get in there for yeah, sure. Yeah, sick. I, uh, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry, man. I was going to say... Um, on the when we're talking about practicing or whatever like jamming I don't do that but what I do practice is uh, I do like uh, I incorporated live drums into my set so I do all, I have electronic drums oh, up yeah. there and I play them uh, I mix and I'll go back nice. and forth between the drums and that's mixing that's cool as fuck man yeah. so that's what I when I'm practicing for set that's what I'm practicing I put my headphones on I play the tracks and I'm like figuring out drum uh, drum kits for them patterns at work and you know yeah, like man. put it inserting things into them that's so cool. I've definitely been working on that this week for some for some new stuff i'm gonna play tomorrow night but nice that's super cool we used to actually uh me and my buddies we had a little group of us there's five of us four boys and one girl that we'd all dj together and we used to put on these little nights small little nights in this club back home and uh we used to bring in a guy that would play live drums and we would just feed his mic into the mixer so you, you you know you could bring it in and he was so good at freestyling that whatever track you were playing he would just be like okay yeah no problem and just, like get him going over the top and then we used to bring a guy in with the flute too sometimes oh that's and i also awesome. brought a guy in with the trumpet as well once which is pretty cool yeah anything like, like some percussion or some horns always yeah even like a guitar just yeah, someone just, just something chugging yeah, along on the guitar like, like in, over top in like 2007 when i was going Oh, I was just about old enough to get into the clubs. I go to a house night and there'd be a guy playing the bongos. Yeah, that yeah. yeah, was like cool as fuck, man. It was like yeah, tribal man. stuff. It was wicked. And again, when you're performing live, having that extra little live element just mm. enhances everything. Right? Up, yeah, yeah, it just makes the show I don't know yeah. a little more unique and a little yeah, different. Right. And I find 
that even if um, I, I always joke about this, but I'm, I say if I just turn my drums completely off, but still went up and played them, yeah. I bet <laughs> half the people would not even notice. They'd Probably. just be like, "See," because it's a visual thing, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I find um, and that sometimes when DJ's up there, you're just standing there. Uh, the whole time and yeah. some people don't and they don't like I'm, I feel like I get into my sets quite a bit and I'm moving around a lot but like some people when you they DJ and nothing against this just not for me is they're just stand there and they don't really move and they don't really get into their own music even and they're just they just mix they just mix well that after an hour and a half yeah man yeah yeah like that's not super entertaining in my opinion but I, I come from you... a band background though so like that's I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you can do it without dancing like you, uh, whenever, I, whenever I'm, I'm, I'm borderline bouncing around. Yeah, like I'm into it. You're, I, I remember Carl, we've talked about this before. Carl Cox was famous for, like he said, he's like, when I DJ, really, I just want to be there on the dance floor with you. Yeah. So I'm fucking into this. Like I'm rocking, man. Like I'm getting into it because really, I, I want to be there because that's the best place to be, right? Oh yeah, for sure. And and again, when you when you play like that and perform like that, it it it. it Emanates across everyone. Yeah, the energy, you know I mean? like, like the energy, yeah, it resonates out in the crowd Absolutely. for sure. Yeah, I man. find that yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, man. Like, I think, I know, they, like I said, I don't. We're not, you're not really like going there to watch a DJ do that. But if you see them and they're stiff, like you're saying, and they don't, you're kind of like, okay, I, this is cool. And you're like, are you into this? Yeah, you know, yeah, you just here to. Yeah, collect a paycheck. Yes, I mean, <laughs> like, do you like what you're doing right now? Are you wanting yeah, to be here? And absolutely. I mean, have you ever? I have. If you've ever watched a, a or any artist, a band, or you know, I I watched. Uh, I remember watching Lauren Hill one time, and it was so obvious that she did. I mean, I've heard a lot of <laughs> stories about her doing yeah, this often, but it was so obvious that things. she did not want to be at this show and yeah. be on that stage. That. It was like almost awkward for everyone watching. It made you feel like I don't think I want to be here either. Yeah, yeah for <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, I, I had it again. Uh, it's almost like the, the what's the saying? You don't want to meet someone you know famous that you love or whatever. One of your idols. One of the DJs back in England. I'm not going to say his name. He's actually got an MBE. Like he's up there. He was one of. I was so stoked to go and see him. And when I stood there and watched, I was dev. I almost wanted to cry. Honestly, when I left, I was like. Oh man, like he didn't want to be there. Like he made it fucking obvious. Like he really wasn't into it. Yeah. It looked like he wasn't enjoying it. Yeah, the music he played was amazing. And his mixing and his set was amazing, but he just was not into it. And it, yeah. and, it, and, it and it totally like changed the whole vibe of the room, man. Everyone could tell. It does, you know yeah. I mean? it rubs like, off, everyone it? could tell. It rubs sure, off for know? sure, man. And again, he's a massive big name, man. He's got an MBE. Fuck me. You Crazy, I mean? man. Do you ever? I, I, sometimes I'll be standing out in the crowd, and I'll look around. We'll be, you know, you're out there, and there's three, four thousand people in the crowd, and you're staring, and there's this guy standing up there, just twisting knobs. <laughs> and I think to myself. Isn't that crazy that we're all just standing here standing just watching. watching a guy oh, yeah, stand up there and twist some yeah, arms? Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it is. I do it too. I, I can sit and watch a DJ forever. Like, oh, he's putting out a vibe and whatever. Yeah, yeah. And he's grooving. Uh, and, I, and I ask myself, like, that's insane to think about that we yeah. find that so entertaining. It's still. mad, isn't it? And you again, know? like, you know, I always, back in the day, man, there wasn't any YouTube, right? There wasn't any of this. There wasn't any... 
like internet okay internet was there but it was early freaking days you had to go and watch what's yeah. he doing man how's he doing that you know, and that was like we'd all stand around the front. All the geeks, you'd be like, "Okay, man, I yeah, wasn't really looking." Side, yeah, that's right? side like, of the booth, yeah. Oh, okay, I, I could, I mean, I could have stood there fucking all day long, every day watching that, right? Like, it's entertaining. But I get what you're saying. And actually, it's funny. I had someone back in the day. They were a bit older than us, and they went to one of the early raves because I was part of, like, well, not part of, but I was lucky enough to go to some of the early stuff in England, like very late 80s, early 90s and things. And um, one of the guys, he was an old hippie. He was a bit older than us and he went to it. We took him to an illegal rave and he was like, there's something really weird about this. <laughs> Just a whole load of people looking at one person playing music with all these lights. It's, he's like, I don't know, man. Is this some kind of devil stuff? And I was like, <laughs> no, man. It's just like music and some lights, bro. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, no, yeah. it's weird. Like everyone's just looking forward. And I was like, ah. <laughs> so like moving forward with the the DJ and, and like talking about people being stiff. What kind of dancing DJ are you? You know, okay, so I always tell people this isn't true. I mean, it's true that I'm a horrible dancer, but I tell people, I'm like, they say, I say, I did, um, sorry, hold on, let me back up. I say, the reason I got into DJing is because then people can't see how bad I am at dancing. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just stand up there and go like, yeah. But if yeah, I'm yeah. actually on the dance floor and I got to actually move my arms and legs a bunch more, people will look and go, how are you that bad at dancing when you per play a percussion instrument? Though? You don't want the DJ booth where it's just a table, though, so they can see your legs still. You want, yeah. you want the DJ booth blocked off, right? yeah. so it is just yeah. your top bit. <laughs> and, uh, well, I'm, thanks for coming on the show, mate. Yeah, yeah mate, actually, before we go, cool. sorry, man, I didn't want, but just quickly before we cut it off, um, what about future things? What have you got going? Yeah, on? oh, sorry, yeah, future forgot, plans? Uh, yeah. Like you got stuff coming out that you want to talk about and promote? While yeah, I, I got, I got a lot of releases coming up um, over the next six months. Um, uh, some collabs, some of my own stuff. Um, I got some stuff coming out on. Um, I got a track coming on Hood Politics. I got uh, one on Wildcard. Uh, that's Vanilla Aces label. Um, some more stuff on Westwood and uh, a couple other labels that are uh, pretty sweet that I can't announce yet, but I'm <laughs> super stoked about. Uh, cool. And that's um, all coming out soonish. Next yeah, like months. I got uh, music basically coming out I, uh, probably every month for the next six months. I got nice. a track. So I'm trying to release. This year, my goal was to do roughly 12 tracks and release 12 tracks in a year. And I think I'm going to yeah. be on point. Oh, and and I got a, I just, my last tune I did with Nikki Genesis called um, You Better. It's, it's just got like a really powerful remix pack that's coming out and um, cool. from some really awesome producers that I look up to a lot. <laughs> and so that's going to be dropping too. Uh, I got a few SoundCloud giveaways. I'm going to do some bootlegs I did as well. I'm, cool. I'm just trying to be, you know, as consistent as I can um, yeah. with yeah. Uh, putting out tunes. For, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm going, I'm shooting for, you know, 12 this year. If I make 10, I'll be happy with that, but right on, yeah. man. I just right want to be man, yeah. consistent. I'm looking forward to listening to some of it, man. Yeah, I'm stoked. Right on, yeah. man. I, I, I think the stuff that's coming out is definitely my best music to date, which a that's lot of good. people probably say every time they have a new track coming out. <laughs> but I, I, I do feel like it's, you know, it's uh, leveling you, up a bit. Yeah, you, so. you're on the way. Yeah, that's good, man. Nice, so, man. Yeah. Again, yeah. thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you guys you. for having me. Yeah. This is awesome, and it's just like. 
I, you know, the it's just good timing. Bass calls, like oh, yeah, the no. vibe is I, just sad. It's a chill setting. Oh, oh, it's God. coming. Yeah. Yeah. It's so again, thank you very much for coming yeah, on. Can't so wait much, to see the new releases, listen to some of that stuff, and hopefully we see you again soon. Yes, thank you very much. Know, Thanks for having me, guys. We'll yeah, see you around. Bro. Thanks, brother. Yeah, that's one, man. Take care. Cool. Oh. Thank you very much, man. That was awesome. Thank you. No problem.